Now, I ain't saying that my way would have been different had my mother been alive when I was a kid, because that's all you hear in the joint. Oh, man, I didn't have a chance. No, no, bullshit. I was already a mean little bastard while my mother was alive, and I know it. But I learned about women from Mr. Brigandi, there are 56 cases on the court's docket for this morning. Why am I listening to this? I know you heard this rap before, Your Honor. I mean it. This is the truth. I changed. I changed. And it didn't take no 30 years like Your Honor thought, but only five. That's right, sir. Five years. And look at me. Completely rehabilitated, reinvigorated, reassimilated, and finally going to be relocated. And I want to thank a lot of people for that. Mira, Benny. What, man? Oh, shit. Oh, shit, man. Oh, man, I'm sorry, Mr. Big I'm sorry, Mr. Big I got no problem. No problem. See, Batman Sasso, they owes me some money, and he's a little slow in paying me, so uh, I'm just working off him, you know? We haven't for me to do this, you know? My name is Benny Blanco from the Bronx. You know me? Yeah, I know you, man. You can't eat dope, you motherfucker, to the max. That's who you are. Well, I don't know you, so I don't owe you. Sasso does. My place now, new rules. Everybody pays, okay? <laughs> Look at Wayne. Wayne. This how you beat your 30 years, no. huh? Piece of shit. Let me. I'll kill you. Push you with a fucking river on you. What the fuck is going on, Carlito? No, no. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. Coming to you live from Delavan, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, he's back once again. My boy, my brother from another mother, New York City's own, Vicente Camacho. What's up, Vince? How you doing, brother? I'm good, bro. How are you today, Papo? How's everything? I'm glad to be back for another week. Honored to be back for another week. What are we going to hit them with today? Let them know. What are we going to hit them with today? Oh, we're going to hit them with Carlitos Way, man. Carlitos Way. This is like the sequel to Scarface. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a fantastic film. I know. First of all, let me just say I had a pleasure talking to you about Scarface and, you know, getting knowledge. I got some good feedbacks, too. You got some good feedbacks, too. And we had a little good chemistry together, you know, and Al Pacino. I think we both have that Al Pacino love right now. So, figure, let's talk about Carlito's Way, man. So, from one... One film to the other, both of them directed by Brian De Palma, too. Brian De Palma, so, yeah. That's right. Yep, yep. You know, so, um, so, like, you know, before we get started, man, um, how, like, I know Scarface, you know, touched you and hit you pretty much, like, you know, as you said, it hit home for you. How did this movie hit for you? This one, like, was, like, that was home. This one was, like, inside the house. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. Okay. This, this, was, this was more personal because it's New York City. It's El Barrio. It's the time, you know, it's the time where, you know, my father was seeing his heyday. So it was like a little relatable. You know, I, I lived, I lived with, with someone that lived that era, basically. The music, the times, the way they dressed. You know, this this was real because it was Boricua. You know, it wasn't Cuban now. Now it's Boricua in East Harlem, in El Barrio. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. And it's pretty much a, it's pretty cool because fun fact that we didn't touch on last week, but we could touch on this week. Uh, Al Pacino is the East Harlem native. He's born in East Harlem. <laughs> yeah. All right. And now I know you had a problem with his um, Cubano accent. It's sort of similar to his Boricua accent. What do you think about his accent now? Is it different? Is it slightly changed? It's 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 the same. <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, it's it's equally, if not just as worse, because he got to say some Spanish words and he completely screwed up as I touched last week. He said he said maricon, maricon. So so yeah, that that's a big you know it's a big problem for me. But at the same time, you know it, it's. It's Al Pacino, you know, you, you got to one-off that one. Yeah. And um, how do you compare Tony Montana to Carlito Brigante? Like, what's the difference you think? You think they like the same oh, kind of characters, or oh, they're just different? No, no. Um, um, Carlito is what's, what Tony Montana would have been had he gotten arrested instead yeah. of killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's two ways. It, it, my, my, my mom's always used to tell me, like, uh, mijo, son dos calles que, que puedes caminar, puedes coger. Eh, es la, la, la muerte o la prisión. And when you play that game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what she said. It only leads to two roads, either death or prison. And Carlito Brigante, you know, he got lucky. He went to prison. And he also was even more lucky that he had a great lawyer. Yeah. That got him out on a technicality, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so this is a dude, this is a dude that, Went to prison, and he saw prison, and he's like, chill, I'm about to be in here for 30 years. Perate. And he caught some light, and he's like, chill, the streets, I want out. He had an end game. He wanted a way out. Whereas, whereas, uh, uh, Tony Montana, as you said last week, Papo, he said, I want the world, everything in it. You know, this is two different spectrums. These are two different guys that want two different paths at their, at their lives. Yeah. So Carlito, like, he had an epiphany when he was in prison, and he just realized that he, he doesn't want to do this no more. And he was like, like, you know how they say, he was the J.P. Morgan, uh, who said that? I think it was oh, Benny Blanco. Yes. Yep, that's right, that's right. So, you know, he was probably doing that shit for a while. He got caught, and then, yeah. like, he kind of reformed himself. His lawyer, David Kleinfeld, um, Sean Penn. David Yep. <laughs> got him off. Yeah, and he was one of those few guys where he was bad, but he was trying to redeem himself. You know, he just wanted to yes. make his extra money to get out of the hood. You know, he just wanted to get out and stuff, you know. But um, like uh, um, uh, for Carlito's journey in the movie itself, um, how do you feel he portrayed a Puerto Rican guy in jail trying to reform? You felt like he was pretty good as a Puerto Rican? I mean, you know, given the time and, and the way, you know, that wave right there, I mean... You know, it's Al Pacino. I mean, I, like my only gripe, like I said, his acting is incredible. He's a he's a great actor. You know, he portrays anger well. He gives you every he gives you the emotions good. The only my only issue is the accent when he comes to try to like come off and speak to say some Spanish words. Because this one here, you know, this is more of the Americanized guy. This is a guy that you know he's probably like a he was probably born here. Or he came here at a very early age and he learned English. You know, he didn't really have a. A Spanish accent. It was just when he came out to saying uh, Spanish words that he, that I have a problem with. You know what I mean? So in this sense, he um, Carlito is a completely different character as far as like the way Al Pacino had to speak. Al Pacino can use. He spoke like an Italiano, like a dude from like one of the Italian cats from Pleasant Avenue. That's what he sounded like. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, true, true. I know. I, th I think he's even hinted in the movie. He was like, I th you know, when he was talking to those Italians, like I thought he was Italian. You know, like a little inside yeah, joke. Yeah, you know, yeah. that, that's a that's a play. That's a fun play at it. You know, yeah, sound just like them. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, we have a lot of reunions here because you got Chi Chi, who's also in the movie yes. in a little bit role. You got um yes. the guy with I forgot the guy's name, but the guy with the chainsaws also is in the movie. The guy he meets yes, with in the La Baqueta. The Colombian guy. He was his boss. That yes. Turned out to be his boss in Calito. His name was um Rolando Rivas. That was his character. Yes, name. yes, Rolando. Uh, and he was scared. He was like, Yo, you didn't um, you didn't tell on me. Who you working with now? He was all scared. Yeah. That's to see if Calito's gonna try to move in on him. Yeah. So so like when he gets out of jail, it's it's a funny thing though, he like like catching it, watching it fresh again when we talked about that we were going to see it that we were going to uh, discuss it rather yeah and i'm like let me watch it again so i get a feel for it and then seeing him like getting out of prison and really trying to get out of this negative life and how he's just drawn right back in remember when he goes on the right after he sees uh, rolando that he goes in the car with his cousin 
Yeah. And they go on that drive to, and they, and you know, basically his cousin got set up. Yeah. So it was like trying to get out, but boom, the game pulls you back in somehow. Yeah, he gets killed by Patrick Swayze's ghost killer. <laughs> Remember, that's the yes. Spanish dude. Yes. And then, yes. and it's also uh, John. And it was, that was his name, Kiskeya. Yes, Kiskeya. Yep. And uh, John or young John Ortiz, man, that was the guy who was in the Fast and the Furious, the young John Ortiz. That, who was his is nephew? That that is? Yeah, that's John Ortiz. Yeah, his nephew. That's right. That's right. John Ortiz. John Ortiz. That's right. He's he's been in a lot of stuff. Yes. Guy. Yes, I know. He was so young with his scraggly hair, that, you know. Yes, and he was also in that movie with um, Tom Hardy and and guy passed away, James Gandolfini. The, that it was about the bar. Oh, I don't think I've seen, seen that one. No, I don't think it, that that's a that's a pretty cool movie. If you've never seen it with James Gandolfini, yeah, and um. What's that? I just say his name. Tom Hardy. Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Oh, man. Fantastic film, man. Ortiz is in that movie, and he's a cop in it. Check it out. Oh, okay. But Ortiz has had a pretty accomplished career, too. And it, and I, I, this is the first time I've saw him. He played Guajito. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that he was Guajito. just... Guajito. And then... Yeah, 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 and, uh, what, I'm sorry. He, and what was, what's the other guy's name? The Goldito. The Spanish guy. The, the funny guy. Oh, Jorge Pocel. And the movie. No, no, no. That, that's... That that's Sasso. Yeah, Sasso. That's right. The, 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 one, the one that played Pachanga. The, the, the oh, Luis Guzman. Right Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman. Yeah. That's him. Louis Guzman. Yeah. Louis Guzman. Yeah. Uh, that guy. And he's a um, LES, you know, New York native too, as well. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, this film, this film is like touched with New York and Boricua in it. You know, it's a source of pride and. and and I love the symbolism of the Puerto Rican culture in it. You know what I'm saying? It gave me a, a source of, even though, even though the film like it depicts like drug dealing and stuff, but like the score of the soundtrack, all uh-huh. the anthem, all that plays in that movie is incredible. I mean, it was a joy to watch for me. Yeah, and it's also when you actually, because we both lived in El Barrio, Spanish Harlem, and just seeing Harlem in the big screen, seeing it in the movies, like, oh my god, I walked through there. I know this block. This is where the barbershop is at. This is La Maqueta, but they have a little table out there. And if you don't live from New York, you think that's how it is, but it's not. They just put a table there because there's no table out there, you know? Like, it's just for the movie. But it's like, you know, seeing where you grew up at, seeing where you live at, and just seeing, like, the characters walk through that. that I think it was, like, that 70s era. Like, it's just, it just was yes. like, wow, you know? And the style, the dresses, the flash, you know? it was. And then, you know, Carlito, like, he was, like, the man in black. He always had that long black leather jacket, and it looked like it was freaking hot as hell he's like dressed like really mm-hmm. you know he's dressed down dip like he's neo from the matrix or something he's all in black and stuff you know but yeah, like, like he, he sort of wants to like dis- distinguish himself away from everyone else yes basically. yes like almost like you know he, you know he's he, he's wearing black of how of how he went into jail but it's like he's like he's slowly coming out of the shells he has his shades on then you see his right. eyes, you know. And yes. The layers are peeling off little by little with him as, yes. as the movie goes on, you know. Uh, that that's really cool. Like like that scene when he and um, Pachanga Luis Guzman yeah. are walking on the street, and yeah. you see uh you see Manhattan Center in the background. It's like whoa, they're like just yeah. walking down the street on 116th Street. Like it was okay. I know. I think that's, that's how it was. I think the best part with Chi Chi C goes heavy duty, heavy duty. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was a pretty cool part. Yeah, right? it was like a reunion of sorts. Yeah, it was like heavy duty, like a reunion. I don't. The thing is, it's like people would say shit like that, so it's like kind of relatable. Like especially if you're from like Harlem, if you're from like people who are like minorities, the inner city people do talk like that. So it's like yes. I don't know if a person yes. who's a, a Caucasian would see that and would get it, but it's like I don't know. I think it was just speaking to us. I don't know. That's how I felt yes. like. I was Absolutely. like, wow, that, that, that's how we are. You know, that's that. That's how we communicate especially when you haven't seen somebody in a while uh that just came home from prison and you know you you know you you've had friends that gone to prison and come home when you when they come home and you see them for the first time you're like you shouting stuff at them there's my guy or yep. you, you know it's a form of love it's it that's what that was when he said heavy duty yep. he said, yo my guy is back yep <laughs> <laughs> and what about when he went he went out with um when a client fell, what do you think about his dance, his dancing techniques at that club? As a <laughs> he did the Donald Trump Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> I watched it back. It was the Donald Trump Tuesday. He his arms back and forth. Oh, shit. It was pretty funny. And then the girls are like, why don't you do just dance together? Because they were just talking all night. Yep. <laughs> 
I don't, but Al Pacino had the. Insane. I don't know if that was a fake beard, but his beard was smooth there. Like he had that. Oh, it was right. Well, it was. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It was so smooth. His whole, his whole style, like his whole fashion style, he was he was dressed very sharp. Yep. Was Al? He was his character. Carlitos was was. He was dressed very very nice. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, he was a smooth dude. You could tell he was around the game for a while, and like like. Uh, to just to jump backwards into the prequel that they made, remember? Oh God, with Jay Hernandez, yeah. Oh, yeah, right, power. You, you can see. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. It was terrible. It was, it, the only reason why I say it is worth mentioning at the moment is because you can see that from the young Jay Hernandez, he was a smooth dude always. Yeah. So yeah. you you can see why this grown man, Calito Brigante, right here, like I'm watching him right now. He got the black suit in the club. Yeah. You know, looking spiffy, watching his girl dance with some other dude and the lawyer's like yo how could you not be crazy right now he's like your client for relax bro <laughs> like i'm good like you too deep in the street stuff i'm out you yeah. know, that's what people don't understand Kalita wanted out he didn't want nothing to do with that life i know and I think the guy who got him out is the guy that really fucked him up with Kleinfeld. Like, that was his, his downfall, pretty much, helping his him out. His loyalty. You know? Yeah, his loyalty. Like, yeah. like, Donnie's, like Donnie's loyalty to his family. Yeah. His loyalty cost him. Yeah, yeah. And then especially, like, how like you know how he went back to the club. Like, he got the club, and he just wanted to make a certain amount of money so he could get the fuck out, yep. you know, basically. He wanted to make them 75000 baby. Yep. And then... uh. Who's this actress? Penelope Ann Miller from yes. Gale, right? That was that was yes. the love of his life that he went to go look for her and see her again. And the one that got away. Yes. <laughs> yep. The one that I like to say. <laughs> the one that got away. The love of my life. Yep. She got love away. Yep. The way he just creeped on her too, it just like was yeah, just yeah, looking, you know. Or, or that scene that, that he goes to see her and she leaves the chain lock and she's like, if you want to come in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like some rapist <laughs> shit right there. The way he broke that, that, that door like down. A scene out of like nine and a half weeks. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, That's he crazy. tore that up. And it's been like, a, you know, that was like he's been stuck in prison for years. So Word. who knows? He probably did come quick. Who knows? Or not. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> Two pump show. Yeah. But, yeah, so man. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. But, just a quick question. Yeah, sure. How, what do you think uh, of the chemistry between Carlito Brigante, or rather Al Pacino and John Leguizamo? I thought they were really good together, man. Like for the little bit of scenes that they had, I just thought like the back and forth. It was almost like it was almost like the past meeting the future because yes, at, uh, you know what I'm saying. Like if there was no Carlitos Way's rights to power with Jay Hernandez, when you see Benny Blanco, even like even Carlitos said that's me, that was him. You know what I'm saying? Like he was uh -huh. talking, interacting with himself. You know, with that, that swag, that fire, who didn't give a fuck attitude. It was his way or the highway. And then uh -huh. you know, Carlito is like you know, it's almost like he's looking at a mirror, but he's like, this is not who I am no more. But that guy was just like looking up to him, like, "Yo, man, you know, you know, do this. You know, you gotta be with me. I want to do this shit with you." And it was just like, "I need to pick your brain." Yeah, yeah, and it was just like too much for him. He's like, "What the fuck?" It you was. Know? It, it was. It was off putting because of his aggression. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, he was very aggressive. And then that, to me, I don't know. Like John Leguizamo did a lot of movies, but that little bit role, I thought that like I was like, "Oh man, this is it. This is good for him." You know, like he was so good as Benny Blanco. You know funny story I'm a, I'm a huge my wife and i were huge john Leguizamo fans bro and we've yeah. been to four of his shows live on broadway yeah oh and the most recent one we saw the most recent one we saw was ghetto clown oh okay how's that and it was great and um you know he came right by me he tried to dance by me and i like waved him off and he went to the guy behind me because you know usually when he grabs your head and like thrusts on he goes wild he does crazy stuff but anyway uh fast forward in the story of his show he talked about that uh, being on set with Al Pacino. There was tense. There was tension between them on set. Really? Oh, how yeah. come? Big, t big tension. It was uh, Pacino didn't like uh, the way, I guess, John Leguizamo behaved on set. Oh, and shit. there was there yeah there was tension and uh you know he comes he comes close to calling Pacino, Al Pacino an asshole or a motherfucker you know he. he there 
was tension, bro. It, it was ugly. That you could sense it. That like it, it was funny, and then he was cracking jokes, and then when when the bit finished of him speaking of Pacino and being on the set of Carlitos Way, mm-hmm. it, it, everyone in the crowd, you can sense everyone was like, "Whoa, that was deep." Mm-hmm. It was like, "Yo, they really had beef. Like they really had beef." Oh shit! That uh, yeah, that at one point, like Al Pacino tried to get him like tossed off the the, the movie and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, it was, wow. it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, it didn't it didn't go there, but Leguizamo felt that he thought Pacino would, would try to get him thrown off the film. That's how like animosity was between them. It was more the way the way um, Leguizamo painted it. It seemed like more of the aggression was coming from the Pacino side. Mm, he didn't really know why. He couldn't really explain why. Nah, he could, he didn't really like break anything down. He was just he was just giving us how the scene was going. Like like they broke. They did a take. It was a certain scene, and I think it was the Maricon scene when he said these nickel bagging jive ass Maricon motherfuckers. It was it was I think it was when they were filming that scene that they had an exchange. It was a blow up, yeah. and they went at it. Like they did ad lib and all that, and they were like, "Cut!" And <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. Wow. He also has a, I'm not sure, right? He has a Latin history for what is it? Morons. Morons. The, yes. That, sorry, sorry. That is the latest one. I oh, saw. that's the one Latin history for morons. Okay, yeah. That's the latest one I saw. But but the ghetto clown is the one that he speaks about. Um, Al Pacino and Carlitos way. Latin, Latin history for morons. If you haven't seen it, eat. Yeah. Um, it's de- it's definitely a watch. If you have Netflix, I believe it's still on Netflix. Yeah. Give that give that a watch. But yeah, they, um, <laughs> Pacino and, and Leguizamo had real beef. So when he shot him, he he had some animosity towards him. <laughs> oh wow. Damn, I gotta watch that. That's a good. That's some good insights, man. Because it's like, yeah, in a man. way, you can see the animosity, like in the characters. But I don't know if that had anything see, to do you with can that. See, there's disdain. There's like, you know, it's acting like, yeah, they're, they're good actors, but you can see there was real motivation behind that anger and and, and angst towards one another. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's some good to know. I didn't even know that, man. Oh shit. Word. I, and I was like, when, when that's when when you told me like uh, the other day that you wanted to talk about discuss Carlitos way. I was like, oh, this is cool. I could segue into the story real quick. It could be useful for the, you know, for the show. And I believe it is because it's relevant. Because <laughs> this dude is saying a comedy show and he's talking about the main, the main, the main actor yeah. in the movie that that we're discussing right now. And it's really interesting, man. Wow. Like, and think of they out- get a chance to watch Ghetto Clown, please. Don't yeah, talk. and they haven't even done another movie together at all. But you know, Al Pacino works with like people a few times. You know, not all the time, but like you notice that right. it was just one and done with John Leguizamo. So yeah, you so, know. And then you know, you also had um, like if we talked about before, Jorge Porcel. You know, was in the movie too. A la cama. A la cama. Con Porcel. All my Spanish people. Yeah. Know about that. Yes, man. Like that was like that was the show, right? His show was basically at eleven thirty at night, was it? Or yeah, yeah. It was it was it was eleven thirty at night, and the only thing I compared it to was kind of like a live talk show version of like Benny Hill. Yes, <laughs> Benny Hill mixed with like a Howard Stern type situation. Real, yeah. Yes, yes. And that yet, man was crazy. Of all these girls, sure. yeah. The thing is, you know what? Shows like that won't get a, it. Won't come out like that now. Shows like that, there was no, no PC back then. Everything was so. No. Everything is so PC now. Like back then, you could get away with a lot of shit. You know. Yeah, man. Absolutely. You know, but I, I think that show vividly. Yeah, I also read though on I was IMDb that Al Pacino couldn't understand him, and like they they gave him certain English lines like Porcel. For him to remember and Pacino to, you know, and Pacino to react to. Like, he only knew a few English words. So, yeah, if you check that out on IMDb, like, they didn't really, not, not that they didn't get along, but he couldn't understand them because he didn't speak English. I see. Yeah. So, it's no wonder, it's no wonder, so he's like, what are you trying to do to me? Yeah. That, like, like it's, it's very few words he has. Yes, yes, because his English wasn't that great, but I'm surprised they, I guess, they wanted to get, like, any Spanish people in the movie, I don't know, but, like, I'm surprised he yeah, won that audition or something, like, I was like, wow, I, I don't know what, maybe, maybe that he was, you know, popular, he was Porcel, Jorge Porcel, yeah. and everybody was like, you know, this guy is famous and shit, so, yeah. people could, people, we could get the Latino people that don't speak English to come watch this movie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, um, horrible name choosing them Spanish names though. He did a horrible job choosing the Spanish names. Well, like Pachanga, Pachanga. 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 Pachan
And I don't. Guajiro, the, the nephew, the guy that got sliced in the throat, yeah. Ortiz's character. Yeah. Guajiro means field worker. Yeah. Oh shit. Like, like, like what is that? Like, they could have come up with regular names and shit. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Call him Juanito, son, or yeah. Pepe. Yeah. <laughs> or Papo, you know, like. Or Papo. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't get it, though, I don't get it, you know, and then, you know, like, Kleinfeld was a big cokehead, and he had his dealings yes. with the crime and stuff like that, so yes. he had a lot of underbelly things going on, he owed money to the Italians and whatnot, so. Yeah, he, he, he stole money from the Italians. Yeah, that's what it was, he stole, he stole, right, yeah. He stole the money from the Italians, and then, um, you know, he got caught up, he needed a favor, and remember that he told Galitos, like, yo, uh. I need a bodyguard. I was like, yo, what you need a bodyguard for? What you into? You a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you could see, you could see that as Calito was going away from the crime, like you said, Kleinfeld was pulling him back in because he was deep in it. Yeah. Because he thought, because he thought he was on the other side of the law representing that he was untouchable. Mm-hmm. Until it came that he had to pay it back and he knew there was going to be a hit out on him. And, you know, they did some crazy stuff. He he pulled... The scene is playing right now on my TV. It's playing that they're about to rescue the Italian dude. Oh, the water, right? Yes. Oh, uh, From Rikers Island. Yeah, because he needed him to help. He's like, all you need to do is just watch my back. That's all. But he didn't yeah, realize yeah. Kleinfeld fucking was going to kill the fucking dude. He was going to kill this dude. Yeah, he had no idea. He yeah. had no idea that that was going to happen. You know? And, and, right and then he, like, right there, he got pulled in. And that, that was the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Right there. That was like, the beginning of the end. He got set up right there. And, like, you know, he already knew. He's like, you killed us, man. He said that shit. You killed us. You know, like, yeah, you killed us. You just killed us. Yeah. Uh, that's and we we touched on parts, right, yeah. of people that have been in this movie. But there's a short, small bit part by Vigo Morton. Yes. Oh, my God. I was about to talk about that. La Ling. <laughs> La Ling. Yeah. And why, and why, yo, why, what was the big thing back then? Everybody was getting 30 years. Because he got 30 years, too. Yeah. But he was like, you know, Carlito. He got 30 years. Yep. I can't fuck. I can't hump. I can't hump. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Hey, look at me, man. Yeah. Look at me, man. <laughs> I'm wearing a diaper, man. I'm wearing a diaper, man. <laughs> yep. Yo, his Spanish accent was good, though. I like Vigo's accent, Yo, right? Thank you. Did you like thank it? Thank you. Yeah. I loved it. Yep. I loved it. Vigo Mortensen was nasty, yo. Yeah. I mean, in that movie, for a little bit, part what he had, he had maybe like 10, 12 lines. Yeah. Movie. Fucking Aragorn, man, as a fucking Latino. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He fucking rocked it. Yup. Exactly, yup. When I hear like, come on, man, you know? <laughs> Oh my god. If you put that shit like in YouTube, you can do that shit. There's a whole bunch of shit. People put La Ling and shit. That shit is just just that scene alone. It's just hilarious. Yeah, man. La Ling, La Ling. That scene is incredible, man. Yeah. Vigo, that speaks volumes of Vigo Mortensen's acting chops. Yeah. <laughs> it was really that good. Guy has chops. That guy yeah. has chops. Yeah, I don't know if he was a Puerto Rican or a Dominican or whatever the fuck That's he was. That's what I'm saying. But... It was Latino. He gave me Latino. Yep, exactly. <laughs> he, he gave me Latino, like seriously. Like you could tell, you could tell that he went and he 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 probably went somewhere in Cuba or, or not Cuba in Miami. Yeah. And he sat down at a at a coffee shop and he just listened. Yep. That's what he did. Just listen, and then he just go home and do it in the mirror because that's what they do. They do it in the mirror. <laughs> And, yo, he killed that role, man, yeah. for a little bit part. I know. And the thing that is... probably opened mad doors for him, too, because this is young. This is early, 93. Yep. <laughs> really, really early on. And the thing is, it's sort of like with the Scarface. Like, they have a lot of, like, white people playing Hispanic roles. And it's just like, you know... Yes. They, they yes. pull it off. Like, another... This is off the subject, but another movie to me is horrible. I don't know if you've ever seen it. called The Perez Family with Versa Tomei. Like, oh, my God. Like it's called a Perez family, but nobody in that movie is fucking Spanish. <laughs> it's like what? I don't. I don't know if you could. I don't know if Alfred. I don't know if Alfred Molina is Spanish. I'm not sure. He what, is. Alfred Molina is Spanish. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Alfred Molina is Spanish. Because he always plays a lot of roles that are like not Latino. You know what I'm saying? But I, yeah, no, no. Alfred Molina, I believe he's Mexican. Oh, it is. Wow. Okay. Yeah, bro. Remember his famous for like Doctor Octopus and Spider Man Two and everything. Doc, like that. That's yeah. right. You know, but. You know, like yeah, the Perez family. Oh man, it's it's a bad movie, but but um, you definitely gotta like even I though check that out. yeah, 
And with Carlito's way, though, going back to Carlito's way, you know, like the whole like the whole setup of him trying to like, you know, get away, making his money. How much was it he was trying to get? Seventy five thousand. You try to get a seventy five thousand, get Gail and get the fuck out. Like you know, he told Gail yeah. what was going down. He wanted to get out. You know, he just wanted to leave. You know, like you know, you know, the girl had a fucking career. She was like a, a ballet dancer, ballet instructor, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Yo, we got to get out of here." And she's like, "All right, I'll go with you. I love you. We'll go wherever you want to go." Like, holy shit! Like she gave up. She was, she was giving up her career for him and shit. You know, like her life. That's right. You know, and just follow him to wherever he's gonna go. You know, but it was like, like the, the, the past caught up to him and, you know, yeah. the whole, the whole like setup with the yeah. betrayal of Bachanga and all this shit, like all the, all the yeah, stuff, but, but right? That was a culmination of him not killing Benny, Benny Blanco. Blanco when he right? had a chance. Yeah. He had the chance and yeah. he let him walk. Yeah. That was the problem. And he was also, and, and another thing, another thing that I could see with Carlitos downfall too he didn't treat Pachanga very well because if you when while he was narrating and counting the money in the office mm -hmm. and the, the camera pans over from the office of him counting money in the office and it goes into Pachanga and you can see Pachanga outside the office like pensive like thinking yeah and then the narration comes and he goes this is Pachanga God thinks I'm gonna make him rich yeah and that's how you that's how you know what he thought about Pachanga. You know, he saw Pachanga as somebody that he could use basically. Yeah. Cause he was at he was at Carlito's beck and call, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so Carlito kinda used that against him to be like to get him to do everything and when you know, he didn't kill when he when they had the chance to kill Benny Blanco right there and and Pachanga's testing Carlitos gangster like, yo, let's do it right now, puppy. We haven't had fun like this in back in the days, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and Carlitos like, nah, nah, let him go. You know, yeah. he saw, he was like, this this dude is soft. Yep. This dude just got soft on me. So I gotta go with the future. Yeah, yeah. And he knew it too. Like, he knew, like, he made the biggest mistake ever because he walked away. Like, he had regrets. Like, damn, I should have done that. But he even said it himself when he was narrating it too, right? Like, you know, I, like, I, the old me would have killed also, him. But we also have to remember too, E. Sorry to cut you off, Papo. Yeah. Uh, we also have to remember too that the narration is coming from him after he was shot. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because the whole movie starts. With him being shot, basically, and he's yes. just reflecting. So yes. it's like he's going back, and you know he's retracing the steps, thinking, of, probably thinking in hindsight, what could he have done better? Yeah. To avoid to avoid the fate he just caught. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it was it was so sad that what happened, you know, like so fucked up. Yes, it is messed up. But you know, I'm I, I'm looking at that Perez fam. That's insulting, my dude. <laughs> you see it now? <laughs> Yeah, Marissa Tomei and yeah. Angelica Houston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and and I googled uh, Alfredo Molina, and it turns out that he's half Italian, half Spaniard. Oh, okay. And he was born in London. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about he's Mexican. He ain't Mexican. Oh shit. <laughs> so you see, there's no detection. You see, even when he, his movies, you have like no accent. You know, but then again, you know, it could be because he lived in London a lot, but still, like, you don't Probably. detect anything. So, you watching Carlitos right now? You seeing it now? Yeah, it's just, it, you know, I'm, I'm on the phone with you. I, you I, my attention's on the phone, but, like, in the background playing, I, I do have Carlitos way. And right now, it was uh attempt to hit on Kleinfeld when they stabbed him up in the elevator bank. Oh, shit. Okay. That's actually was playing right, right now as it goes through. Yeah. And so it's like... That's a red flag right there. You just got stabbed in your law firm, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so out of out of like the whole film and the stuff, like what do you think about it? Like how do you rate it for you? Like what 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 how does the film hold to you even now in 2020? Like how does it hold up to you? This um this film, you know, it's it's kind of timeless in the sense that it's a it's a transition in the drug game because um like, how how can I put this? Back then, you know, it was a gentleman's game. There wasn't, like, a lot of killing didn't go down. You know, from what I heard, like, the, the story, like, you know, my dad used to tell me stories and stuff. And there was a transition. And like, like, Achanga was saying in the beginning of the movie when they were walking through, he goes, yo, they just shotgun you out here. These kids don't care no more. Yeah. You know, we've seen the evolution of that. We've even seen that right now, like, in hip-hop. You know what I mean? Like, these young kids that's out right now. 
they completely disregard the the history of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in turn, this relates to that because the young guns that's coming up, like the Benny Blancos of the world, are setting a new set of rules. So the game's evolving for Carlito, and the way this moves for me is is seeing a guy trying to navigate a landscape that changed in the five years he was in prison. Uh-huh. So he's trying to move this maze, and he's trying to play checkers. I mean, he's trying to play chess, but the game he's playing is rigged. You know what I mean? There's no way out for him, really. Yeah. So I, that that kind of touched me a little more. And being that it's in El Barrio, it's Puerto Rican, I relate to it a whole lot more. So it, it's it's to me, it's a little bit of a better film than than Scarface in that sense for relate for relatable. Yeah. To me, it touched to me as a Boricua, as a New Yorkian rather. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I freaking love this movie. This is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Does it hit close to you? Does it hit close to you personally because of your of your dealings with like you know your father and everything like that? Do you see anything like that reflecting in your life or not really? Well, yes and no. Because like this, you know, we're '70s babies. You and I. I was born in '75, and I believe you were born the same year. Now '76. '76. Okay, '76. You know, we're '70s kids, so that that era of the '70s, we're not really, we don't know anything about. We just know like yeah. the early '80s and on. Yeah. You know, I have very big memories of that era, like dressing in the big. Uh, what they used to call those suits, the polyester suits, yep. <laughs> and things like that, and. and, and you know, like the stories my dad would tell me, yeah, they kind of resemble the times and little memories I have here and there that I could piece together from my childhood. Yeah, you know, this this is kind of like that, but it, it's like a changing of the guard, you know. Carlitos old school, and, you know, you got the young generation coming up. Yeah, yeah, you're and right. He, yeah. Knew there was, he, knew, he knew there was no survival for him in that game. And, and in turn, like when my dad got arrested in 85, Mm-hmm. When my dad got arrested in 85, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he was at his end game. Like, what what, they, what he was working on, what my godfather made, my godfather also rest in peace. Mm-hmm. They were working on a, like, it was a, what they were working on was like a major deal. And the money they were going to see from this, my father was done. My father would have been done. Yeah, wow. So what happened is somebody snitched on my dad and my godfather. Like, oh. people knew, some jealous people knew. Yeah. And they snitched and, you know, unfortunately they got arrested. Oh shit! Yeah, but that, but that, my father was looking for his end game too. But his end game was prison. Yeah, that's where it took him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's how I could relate to it. Like, I could, if I could put any touch on it, personally, is is that? Hmm. Yeah, that's 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 deep. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, when you see movies like this, it probably like triggers some memories for you or whatnot, especially like with the whole like drug get ga- drug deal game. Even though the movie is more glamorized by it, you know, but yeah, there's some really seedy parts of that that you know you really don't want to like know about or don't want to ever experience, man. It's just yeah. it's a dangerous game, man, and 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 you know when money and lives are at stake and people just want to make it and you have that mentality that you do it at any cost, there's no limits to what you do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the thing is, like, movies like this, they don't really make anymore, I don't think. I haven't really seen... No. Can't even recall a movie of that stature, like, from a Scarface, you know, like, Goodfellas or whatever, but, you know, like, you know, movies that are relatable to where we grew up at. I think this probably was the last of its kind, you know. It's true. It's true. This, This is a... This type of filmmaking we won't see anymore because everything that everything that depicts, if you notice, everything that depicts like the drug game now looks completely different than what we've seen ever. Yeah. I don't know if you I don't know if you've seen like the new sh- the not Shaft, um, Superfly. Did you see that? Oh no, I haven't seen the new one. No. Yeah, like it's about drug dealing and stuff like that. And the drug de- like I'm like whoa, this is like nothing compared to what I'm used to seeing. Like the the way the game changed, the ethics, the code. It changed so much. Yeah, you know, you got you got these dudes in the streets making up rules as everyday passes. Yeah, rules as they go along, right? Yeah, man. Mm. I know Car- in, in in Carlito's way, they pretty much like he had a code that he lived by, but there was no code back. Basically, you know. No, no. Everybody was out for themselves at that time. You see, it was a. It, it was like 
it, it was kind of like chaos, though, if you look at it, because you had Benny Blanco was trying to build his empire. Then Carlito was trying to get out the game. My man, his the one that was his boss, uh, Rolando Rivas, yep. was wondering if Carlito was trying to replace him or kill him. You know, it was just like uh, Pachanga wanted to get rich. His little cousin that got stabbed in the, that got sliced in the neck, mm. wanted to be big. Yeah. You know, you, you, there was so much going, so many stories, so many different people trying to do so many different things that it tells the time that they were living in. Everybody was just trying to make it some way, somehow. Yeah. No matter the no no matter the means of what it took to get it. And you notice that he got exposed like the minute he came out of prison. The minute he went with his cousin, bam! Like oh, it was already the violence was already there. Bro, you know that's it. That was it. That shows you. That shows you, bro. That no matter, no matter what you you do and you stay around it, it's gonna draw you back in. Yeah, it's gonna draw you back in. You stay. He stayed around it. He went back to Barrio. Yep. That's for me. Like, that's a that's a big reason for me. Like why I when I came home from the navy, why I didn't stay in El Barrio. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah, because, you know, I, I went back to the block after being in the military. <clears throat> and I saw a lot of my friends still doing the same thing that, that they were doing when I was when I left three and a half years before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, nah, I can't. You know, I need something different in my life. Uh, you know, I need to get out of here. Once, once, once you have a life-changing experience, and the military was a life-changing experience for me, once you have that, you know, you don't want to go back to where you came from. You want to do better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what Carlito wanted. Carlito wanted to do better, but he went back to the hood. Yeah. Where everybody was trying to do better. But the life he was trying to, the, the circles he was still navigating through was just reeling him in slowly and slowly. And yeah. then Kleinfeld, Kleinfeld was the anchor. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. dragged him down. Mm -hmm. You know how you got, how you put the little weight on the line? That was it. Yep. That was the weight on the line. You know what I mean? And that's. Tragic tale, man. Yeah. Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma is serious when it comes to these type of films, right? Yeah. With this and Scarface, like the the work he puts into this is amazing. What has he done since then? Like I haven't even heard from him. Like I don't even know. Is he you still around? What? Is he? Yeah. I. You know what? I honestly do not know. That's a good freaking question, man. Yeah. That is a great question, Brian yeah. De Palma. Yeah. I don't even know what happened to him since that. You know, like. Uh, those were two like major films you know like yeah wow you know yeah, but he's, he's you know oh wow he was born in North New Jersey oh wow current city is he still alive yeah it shows yeah. that he's still alive yeah. he was born September September 11 1940 oh, he was married to Nancy Allen for four years oh Nancy Allen that's a girl from Robocop with Peter Weller Robocop yeah she was also in that movie, uh, Blowout with John Travolta. Oh, wow, yes, yes. That's a good movie. See, now, it's like everything connects. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy. No. Yeah, he did Scarface in 83, then he did Body Double, Wise Guys, The Untouchables, oh, yes. Casualties of War. Casualties of War is really good with Sean Penn, too. Right. With Sean Penn. And um, isn't uh, Michael J. Fox in that, too? Yes, yes, Michael J. Fox, yes. That was a good movie. Um, then he did... He's done quite a few things. The last thing uh, he's worked on is... Uh, it says Domino. Oh, that's with um, Kira Knightley, right? That was, the, that yeah. was a, based on no, that no, true no. story? No, no, no. It shows 2019. Oh, really? Yeah, with um, Nicolas Costa-Waldo. Oh, that's the guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game okay. of Thrones. Yeah, oh, it's, wow. in, it's in post-production right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. I didn't even know he was still doing anything. He's wow. still doing work, right? He's 80 years old, still doing work. Wow. Wow, not even retire yet. Not even retire. No. <laughs> and then it's crazy, looking at his at his uh, filmography, he, still, he has two movies that are about to be announced. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he's done. He has a, a nice list. He started directing in 1968. Wow, and then I think you know at this time Brian De Palma was really big. Like you know, like you just listed his accolades of body of work of film. Like he's been yeah, there. yeah, from from you know when I started at well, you said no, it's it's crazy, it's crazy because I mentioned that Nancy Allen was in Blowout. Yeah, he directed Blowout. Yeah, so that's probably where they met. He did Blowout and Scarface were back to back, and Body Double was pretty good too. 
Who's in that? I don't remember that movie at all. Body Double was with, um... Damn, what's his name? It was, um... He was a fake. She was more famous than him. She was like the the main girl. Hold on, let me let me see. All right. Melanie Griffith was the girl. Ah, oh, okay. Melanie Griffith. Okay. Melanie Griffith. Oh. Yeah. See the guy like he did like bit parts. That's yeah. what it is. Oh. He was in a couple of things here and there. Like that's what I remember from the dude was in um Nightmare on Elm Street three. His name was Craig Watson. That's what the show's a mess. And I remember him from, from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. He was in the Dream Warriors joint. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but Brian De Palma has a pretty lengthy Body career. Of work. Yeah. yeah, man, from 1968. He did two movies in 68. Wow, oh, and then The Untouchables was a great movie, too, with Sean Connery, oh. Al, uh, um, Al, not Al Pacino, um, fucking Robert De Niro and Kevin Costner. Robert De Niro. Yeah. Oh, man, that was a good cast, too. Yeah. And, and Andy Garcia, Garcia was in too. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I like that movie. That was a pretty good film. Wow. That was good. That was really good. Yeah. You know, so, a lot of people have problems with the film, but it was good. Yeah, I had no problem with it. Like, I, I, know, I know now, like, watching it now is, like, kind of, like, over-dramatized, but, you know, it's, yeah. it's really good. So, um, Vince, how do you rank um, uh, Carlito's way, man? So, like, overall, like, you know... Well, let's just talk about the ending real quick. So he's running to the train in Grand Central Station. You got the whole Grand Central Station scene where Pachanga's taking him to meet Gail. He got his money. He, he shot up the Italian guys who tried to kill him on the run, you know. And basically, Pachanga just, you know, was with him, pretty much leads him to Benny Blanco. Like, everything comes full circle, you know. Yep, 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 yep. That, that scene right there, it, it just, it was like, if you could, if you could, um, if I could compare it to anything, it could be like running out of air. Yeah. You know, because it's like, it's like you're trying to get to your destination. You know you're so close, yet it's so far. You got people on your tail. And then little do you know that at the end of that tunnel where you see the light, the light you see is the light coming from that gun that just puts that lead in you and puts you down. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to go from feeling like seeing your girl like you think you made it and then to biting the bullet the next second is crazy yeah <laughs> but the, the culmination of those events is, it starts off with you know he had to be Trey Kleinfeld so uh, he had a lot on his mind yep cause he had to turn cause Kleinfeld was gonna turn on him Kleinfeld was gonna turn on him when he visited remember he took the bullets out the gun yep and then the, when the when the mobster's son came in dressed as a cop to shoot him, he pulled out the gun and it clicked. Yep. He and then that, and then you see uh, Carlitos throwing the, the the bullets the bullets in the trash can, yeah. and then dude, it started with that. It's going on. It's it's it's, it's actually that's funny. It's playing right now as I'm mentioning that. <laughs> <laughs> that's happening right now. And then uh, now he's talking to Pachanga. That's crazy. Wow. Oh, to pick that's up Gail, right? Like, that's the part where he's yeah, telling you to pick up Gail. Yo, yeah. it's happening right now. That's <laughs> funny that you mentioned that, bro. It, wow. See, it was meant for us to discuss this film. Yeah, see. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, definitely. That that ending scene, man, that was pretty it was pretty crazy. The 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 ups and downs it took you through. That was a great chase scene. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I think it was really good. It just felt like it was like the desperation because it's like He's a bad guy in a, at, at first. Not not that um, Carlito Burgundy was a bad guy, but I'm saying, you know, he was a bad guy. He was bad, you know, and then he got reformed. And then you're rooting for him because you want him to leave. You want him to do well. You want him to have the fairy tale ending, go with Gail and go to, what is it, Hawaii they were going or wherever they were going? I think the Bahamas. The Bahamas, it was yeah. A tropical island, yeah. Yeah, they wanted him to go to the Bahamas and just, like, live out the rest of his life with her, you know, and, you know. A lot of people could relate to that because a lot of people want peace and then they don't have peace. They fuck up shit. They do shit. But he just wanted to make his money and just to be out. That's all he wanted to do. He got his money. He was out. And basically, yeah. he just got called back in in that drama with Kleinfeld. And they just brought him back. You know, you know, he 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 basically what um live by the streets, die by the streets, you know? Basically. Yep, yep, yep. Very epic telling of that. Yep. You know, so how do how many stars do you give Carlito's way? 
I'm biased, bro. I'm New Yorker. I give it four stars, bro. Wow. Wow. I gave Scarface, I gave Scarface three and a half. Yep. And it was based on the accent. I didn't have to deal with the accent that much. I just had to deal with a couple of badly pronounced words. <laughs> but but the acting was spot on. I dug it. You know, it, it gave me it, it, it gave me a lot of like Puerto Rican pride in the sense of the music, the culture. You know, you can see the dancing and everything, the yeah. party life. You know, that that's something that attracts a lot of people. You know, our culture is a culture of celebration. We like to we like to party. We like to have a good time. We like to love. And this was this gave that even though this was a dark film about crime, you got to see a little bit of the Puerto Rican side party. You know, in the clubs, you got to see our vibe and got to feel that there's more to us than just this criminal element that we're displaying right here. Yeah, that's why you know that's why I went with the four on it because I. I I dug it. Carlito Brigante, Boricua. And my guy from El Barrio. He's from 115th and Park Avenue. That's where he used to be at, bro. You yeah. remember? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of resonated like that. It touched me that way. I, I, I related to it more in the sense that it was a Puerto Rican character brought to life. You know? I, I, I'm, I'm okay with Pacino doing Spanish people, but not no more. <laughs> Don't do it anymore. And... and it was cool for me. I, I, for me, a 4.0, and, you know, for people, it'll be like, how are you going to get Scarface at 3.5? <laughs> like, like I said, I'm being biased, and I'm, yeah. I'm keeping it real. Well, I'm keeping it real. I don't, I'm not making bones about it. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that you say, look, because this is my hometown, and they shot it in Harlem. I'm going to give it four because, you, you know, you can relate to that. It's the atmosphere, the streets. You know the streets, you know? Like, you know that area. That's that's you. Yes. As opposed to seeing Scarface, you know, you don't know that area. You know, you're just seeing what they're predict. you know, what they're depicting in that area. But I don't know. For me, like, I, I, I give it, I would say I give it three. Like, like biasly, I would want to give it three stars. So, but I give it, I, like, I, like, you're right, like, I feel like I had to give it four stars because it's filmed in New York, and it's filmed in East Harlem, and, but the thing is, I like Tony Montana a little bit better than Carlito Brigante, even though Carlito Brigante is a good man at heart, Tony, we never got to, he never really got to be, you had hints of him being good, but he never really was good, you know, because he was so fucking high up on coke. But I just like, I think I just like the damaged character of Tony Montana. I, I don't know. I just feel like that they, they could like they could have been sequels to this movie. Like you know, I think that's why they made a video game about it. That's why they made fucking toys and all this shit. Like there was so much more story to tell if he never got killed. You know, like you know who knows? Like in my my own universe, I think like they could do a sequel. Avira had a baby and she raises the baby, but the baby gets up into the drugs and shit. So, yeah, man. You know. I agree with you. I, I, I could, I could see where you're coming from with that, bro. That, and I agree with it 100 percent wholeheartedly, for real. Because there, there are ways that everything you said, you know, makes sense, man. There are people that resonate with Tony Montana a little more than Calito Brigante. Like, like we we discussed earlier, bro. They're two different people in terms of like where they were in their lives and where they wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. One wanted out, the other one wanted the world and everything in it. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, but that that's fair to me, man. You you absolutely right though, E. And, and you know, movies like this, like you said, with the PC and everything, they won't get made anymore. And that's a sad thing, you know, because this is art. This is expression. This is, you know, if like like we mentioned last week, if folks are letting this thing raise their children, they're doing a horrible job. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not intended for that. This is intended purely for entertainment purposes. Yeah, true. Man, but this movie, you know, this movie is really touches a lot of a lot of bases and stuff, you know, so this movie's really good and I love it. And I love it. And but you know, I I, I had to give it four because it's a Carlito for I think if if it wasn't done in East Harlem, it'd probably have a different rating, but I think yeah. it's just seeing my home, seeing you know, the areas that I walk through or whatnot, it's like, ah, I gotta give it a four. Plus, you know, it's Guilty Pleasures, Al Pacino, man, like, you know. And the Palma. <laughs> yep. So, oh. um, what was your, what was your favorite scene in this movie, Um, besides the funny Laling scene, um, <laughs> um, this, I'm trying to think about it now. There's a lot of scenes. I think I like the whole... You know, just him and 
him and Kleinfeld just bonding and talking. You know, they, they, you know, at that early beginning where they were just talking like, you know, you're my best friend. You know, like you're oh, you're when my. He was drunk in the yes, bar. yes, yes. You still there, bro? Yeah, I mean, I'm still here. I'm still here. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think about it. Like that, that's the only scene I'm like, like him in the bar, with La Ling Singh. I'm trying to think of this. Oh, also the 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 the, the whole the whole um pool table scene, the whole setup where he's just set up magic all those guys. Time. You gonna do a trick? Yeah. Magic time. How's the magic time? See, imagine a trick you never seen. You know, like the way yeah. he said it with the accent. You know. Yeah. That that that. That that is that that's my favorite scene in the movie. I'm glad you brought that one up. That's my favorite scene in the movie because of the because of the the dynamics behind it. You know, you got you got two different things happening here. Carlito from Jump, when they got in there, he noticed the dude in the bathroom, and Guajito was ignorant to it. He saw none of it. Yeah. Carlito saw it all playing out before. That was the G in him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was the that was the the guy from the streets. That was in him. He knew what was happening, and this poor kid had little idea what was about to happen to him and his cousin trying to save his life in there. He's lucky that Carlito was there with him, and Carlito, well, not really lucky because he got killed, but they probably would have got him from jump when he got there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. It probably would have been ugly. They probably would have stabbed him up ugly. It probably would have been disgusting. But, yeah. you know, that, that helped that helped him get the 25,000 to buy into the club. And that whole, uh, the whole scene, yo, E when he was in the bathroom with the gun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That made up so many rap albums. That yep. <laughs> There's yep. another one. Right. Reloaded. I reloaded. Hit <laughs> 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 the pain. Yeah. You know, the part that always, the old part that always gets me is when he wipes the gun and just throws it in the trash like nothing. In the trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That was like, just like a, like, that was such a gangster thing. He came out with that silver ass piece. Oh, then he pointed the gun at the kid. And he let yeah. the kid go, remember? The kid was like, oh shit, you know? And he just wiped it and just left. Hilarious. Yeah, but man, but that's, that's Carlito's way, folks, man. That's, you know, check that out. It, sh- it should be on Amazon or something. I'm not even sure if it is on Amazon or Netflix, but it, it is. It is on Amazon, but it's pay. It's pay to play. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, right now on the on the streaming platforms, I've searched it. I searched the streaming platforms, and they're all rentals right now. So um, Netflix doesn't carry it. Hulu doesn't carry it. Ah, okay. <laughs> oh man. But ladies and gentlemen, that was Galitos Cal- way with me and Vince talking about it. Um, Vince, yes. man, I know you do uh, Facebook watch parties with um, um, Vicente Bancers, so I know you you like to talk a lot of banter. You like to put that put it on Facebook Live out there. But plug your social media, plug your Instagram, and you know you do a lot of Facebook Lives at times to just talk about stuff that's going on in the world, right? Yes, I like to try to stay on top of current events. And, you know, basically my balcony banter is you know I try to do one at least once a week. Maybe twice. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Chente Camacho, or on Instagram, it's Chente One Zero Nine Uno Zero Nueve, and you can follow me there, guys. Uh, appreciate the listening, and I appreciate you having me on, bro. It means a lot to me. I, you know, it's always a pleasure to discuss films with you because you're so knowledgeable, and you know, it, it's always you know awesome to hear your feedback and your take because you're like i said you have mad knowledge and film and movies and pop culture all together man so for me to be on here and for you to bring me on here to discuss this you know it means a lot to me bro for you to think of me in that in that regard and I, I appreciate that, brother. That means a lot to me, man. No, I appreciate you too, you too, man. Give me the feedback and, you know, always keeping in touch with me, even if it's a hi or a happy birthday or a hello or what's up. You know, that means a lot, you know, because there's a lot of, I got like thousands of friends on Facebook, but only a few that talk to, you know, so right. I definitely appreciate that. And, um, man, like, you know, like I told you, you got to do your thing, man. Everybody, if anything, hear his banter because he's very knowledgeable and, and he's very smart, you know. Don't think just because somebody's from El Barrio they can't fucking speak because he can fucking speak and he knows his knowledge so you know definitely yeah definitely give him a listen on Facebook banter because there's a lot of things that 
put he puts things in perspective from a you know from a common man's point of view. Not the common man is nothing wrong with being a common man, but I mean like he he's he's basically just like you and me. That's what I'm trying to say. Like you know he's just a regular guy. He's not he's, he's not somebody in the White House. He's not somebody who's a senator. He's just a guy who does his own research and gets his own perspective. So definitely check him out, man. You know, and I appreciate you coming on and hopefully we could do another um, film examination and just see what's out there, man. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Man. Do, do me, be, yeah, yeah, do me one impression of Calito Brigante, man. Do me an impression of his Spanish talk. Make believe you're Calito, man. Give me a scene. You're going to compare this motherfucker to me? <laughs> this motherfucker not like me. This nickel bag and jive turkey modicum motherfucker. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. See? <laughs> You do it better than me. <laughs> let's 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 do this. I'll be I'll be Tony Montana. You be Calito. Let's talk to each other. Hey, Calito, man. <laughs> you got a <that> chong? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm reinvigorated, <laughs> assimilated, <laughs> rejuvenated. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you, my brother. Yo, have a wonderful, blessed day, and take care. Love to you and the family, my brother. You too. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks. <laughs>